Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckless AB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. San Antonio District Judge resigns after a federal corruption probe. A former San Antonio, Texas judge goes to federal prison after pleading guilty to accepting bribes in exchange for rigging cases in his court. Angus McGinty committed the ultimate judicial sin. Why did you do it? I did it because I was foolish. Listen to How to Bribe a Judge on RevolverPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. The John Anik and Kenny Florian Podcast. John Anik and Kenny Florian. I f***ing love them. I can't get enough of them. Let's hear that for next. Big job there from Duffy and Fred Fear is hurt now. They're a couple of absolutely self-involved bull artists. Here are your hosts, John Anik and Kenny Florian. Oh, is it great to be with you on a Sunday? Set her up that camera, Ken Flo. That's right. Good to be with you. Sunday, October 9th, 2022, episode 368 of the Anik and Florian podcast. This new microphone is so freeing. I mean, it's not new. It's been sitting here. It's probably still not optimized. I'm looking over to see if it's going to peak right now. But this is freeing. I mean, we got a lot of energy on a Sunday, Ken Flo. Uh, it's nice to see you. It doesn't look like you're home. It looks like you're at a at a head shop. Are those are those bongs behind? Where are you, Kenny? Jesus. <laughs> there might be. There might be behind me. Uh, I am in. Uh, I am in the Cleveland, Ohio area. We've been doing some seminars over here. Uh, for civilians and law enforcement, just um, having a good time, meeting some new people, and uh, yeah, just here what until Wednesday next week. Just lethal weapon, trying to make other people a little bit more lethal. I'd imagine some of these people are pretty green. I would assume, right? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, we're we're dealing with people who you know have no experience and people who have a lot of experience, and you know, trying to help uh integrate you know things like firearms and self-defense martial arts and retaining weapons and all that stuff and and uh trying to help out where we can and um it's been fun so if i'm a police officer and i say hey man you know i tried jujitsu class didn't love it uh how long would it take you to teach someone a rear naked choke that's applicable in a setting like that if they didn't want to go to jujitsu class on the regular right to to teach them a choke that they could maybe master and actually use in the streets? That's a good question, dude, because that's kind of the thing that we deal with, right? We don't have a whole lot of time to teach people. And, you know, we're hoping that that's not the last time they'll interact uh, with self-defense and martial arts, but it might be. So we have to be able to communicate um, good information in a short amount of time that's going to be usable. So uh, honestly, man, yeah, I don't think it takes a a whole lot. I I think – as far as explaining it, maybe, I don't know, a few minutes. And then obviously they have, they have to have them, you know, do it, um, you know, several times after that, just to get the the hands, um, you know, going and the mechanics going. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it takes a whole lot of time. It's, it's one of the simplest techniques I think to learn um, obviously executing against other high level guys is a different right, story, right. but yeah, against your regular dude, I think, I think it, it, 
it could be done in a short amount of time, I think. And for me, I'm actually asking selfishly because I'm just trying to execute this as a regular dude. And I know even guys like you and Pahumpa maybe might teach it differently. So I think I would like to fly to wherever you live in the U.S. I'll pay you for privates in that padded room in your house. And I don't want to do the whole jujitsu class. I just want a signature. (laughs) I want to walk out of there with a signature choke so I can choke out my twin brother and anybody else. You know, any of these other UFC fans cross my wake, you know, you can all get it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Longo would be so appalled at the energy off the top. Uh, that's funny. All right. Well, it's great to be with everybody uh, off week for the UFC. So we can get into a, a little bit of other stuff that we wouldn't otherwise have the extended time to do. So UFC 280 is in 13 days, which is just crazy. You know, people are already worried about the time off for the UFC between like December 17th and January 14th. It's like, guys, we got. UFC 280, 281, if not 282, uh, before we get into all of that noise. So I want to do some UFC 280 stuff. Uriah Hall making his professional boxing debut now against uh, former Pittsburgh Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell. So some stuff on that time permitting. And Ray Longo is probably going to be here in a few minutes as well off the top of the show. So uh, I guess I just want to begin with some UFC 280 stuff. I'm going to throw some betting odds your way. See if anything here on the board surprises you. Islam Makashev is favored to beat Charles Oliveira. Minus 170. Charles is plus 145. Same price for Aljamain Sterling as the favorite against TJ Dillashaw. Piotr Jan, 3-1 to one favorite against Sean O'Malley. O'Malley plus 255. Jan minus 305. Benil Daryush, Mataj Gamrot. Who do you think is favored there? Gamrot about 2-1. to one, Minus 190. Daryush plus 160. Again, We'll get into this much more extensively next week. Uh, Manon Fior, about a 2-1 to favorite against Caitlin Chukagian, who's plus 165. And then featured prelim, Bilal Muhammad, plus 110 right now on DraftKings Sportsbook in, against Sean Brady, who is, uh, who's minus 130. So huge fights, huge pay-per-view coming up uh, in Abu Dhabi. Anything there, uh, jump off the page to you here about two weeks out. Man, uh, very interesting. I, I think there's a lot of value in a few of those. What, what were the odds on the Daryush Gamrot? Did you have that one? Benil's plus 160, and he seems pretty angry, you know, in a good way. You know, he, he sort right. of has done a lot of media, and I think and I think he's ready to fight. It's been a long time, and obviously he had the Makhachev fight go away. But, you know, I, yeah, I think an angry Benil Daryush with plus 160 next to his name would probably entice some people. Yeah, no, I, I think he's always going to be a threat, uh, both on the feet and on the ground. I, I do think it is a tough stylistic matchup for him in, in Gamron. I think Gamron proved a lot in that last crazy fight. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, that that's an interesting one for sure. A, a bunch of really uh, closely contested fights coming up for sure. Do you know as we sit here two weeks out which way you're going to go with Islam Akashev and Charles Oliveira? You don't. Dude, I have so many people asking me, and I still, um, I'm still not sure. It's such a tricky one. I guess I'm leaning. I am leaning a certain way. I won't say which way, um, but I'm not doing it with uh, a tremendous amount of confidence. Uh, I, I was gonna say, if I guess correctly, will you tell me which way you're leaning? But we're gonna, sure. we're gonna shelve. If you, you will. Yeah, uh, I will. Well, I again, you know, I do again. I, I just feel like people are doubting Charles, and you historically wouldn't necessarily be somebody, and not that you'd be doubting him per se, right? Pick it against him. Yeah. Uh, I guess most of my contemporary contemporaries, I think, are chalky in general, and they like favorites, and Islam's favored. So I thought maybe you'd be leaning in that direction. Yeah, um, I am up right now. I'm leaning toward. <laughs> I'm leaning towards Islam, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, I think first 
couple rounds, um, Oliveira is going to be extremely dangerous. I, I think Islam's best bet is to try to get into a rhythm. I, I don't want to break it down because I'm going to save it for another day, and I still want to watch more video, um, it, and that could change. So um, that's where I'm leaning. But I'm fascinated by that damn fight, man. It's so good. So TJ Dillashaw is plus 145 against Aljamain Sterling. It's probably the fighter meeting I'm most looking forward to. Just to hear what Dillashaw says to us, maybe off the record or otherwise, about the real danger factor with Aljamain Sterling, because up to this point, he has been very, <clears throat> excuse me, dismissive of that. And there was a chance we were going to do a little counterpunch style interview with the two of them on a UFC broadcast, but we didn't uh, pull it off. So. I'm curious to sit down with TJ. All right, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, Kevin Holland. That's the main event for Orlando, Florida, December 3rd. That was announced since we were last on the air. So a brief retirement for Kevin Holland. Of course, that was probably the least believable retirement of all time. Um, but Wonderboy hasn't fought since he fought Bilal Muhammad and lost December 2021. That was a three-rounder. This will be five. Last win for Wonderboy came in a main event. That was against Jeff Neal, December of 2020. Few numbers on Wonderboy and then just some thoughts on that main event. No betting line as yet. So Stephen Wonderboy Thompson begins his mixed martial arts career 13-1-1. One one. A lot of finishes. Finished Robert Whitaker, some other people there. Uh, so after a draw with Tyron Woodley, November 2016, uh, he's 13-1-1. He's 3-5 and five since. A lot of big fights. Last finish for Stephen Thompson, February of 2016. I'm not banging on the guy. I'm just sort of setting up this main event. All right. So mm -hmm. last finish for Wonderboy Thompson. I know he's fought infrequently. Last finish for the guy, February of 2016 against Johnny Hendricks. Now I'm asking you, how many finishes in MMA do you think Kevin Holland has had since that time? Not just in the UFC, but how many people has Kevin Holland put away in those six years since Wonderboy last had the feeling, and I know you love it, man. I know you love putting a guy away in a locked cage, right? Last time, December, excuse me, February 2016, how many finishes in MMA for Holland since that point in time? Gosh. Cody guessed 10 before the show. Right. So that's a seven-year period. Is my math correct? Yeah, I mean, almost. Rough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gosh. Uh, 12? Yeah, so just think about what it feels like to put another man or woman away in that setting. I can't even imagine, right? feels good to make a three-pointer in a big game, right? So what must it feel like for another kid from Massachusetts, you know, to be talking a little bit, and then you elbow him on the ground? It must feel really good. <laughs> Cody doesn't want me to reveal how many finishes Kevin Holland has had since Stephen Waterboy Thompson's last finish in February of 2016. I don't know if Longo's waiting in the wings. Oh, you have right. Ah! Oh, let's ah! get to Longo and put him in the center. My apologies. Oh, man, come on, man. Let's get going. It's there he is. Hey, buddy. Get me while I still have some energy left. Great to see you on a Sunday night, my man. How you doing? Oh, awesome. How you guys doing? You ready for your big trip? Are you? I mean, you're leaving in no, a week, I'm right? Not, I'm 100% not ready. I got to tell you that. This COVID, there's got to be 48 hours. I, I, I'm not good with rules. Just You're, not good. This sounds like breaking news to me. Is there something <laughs> that we need to do COVID-wise before we embark? Well, maybe you don't, but I, they said 48 hours. We have to have a test. Not even 72, not 24, 48. Within 48 hours? Yeah. Okay. So, I believe I have to churn out a negative test before I go, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so that's it. Yeah. But, I think um, so that's it. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, it's good to see you. Yeah. I mean, I can't say that I'm excited to get on a metal tube for uh, a day and a half each way. No, not that bad. Wait, did he say a metal tube? 
Yeah, stealing uh, that from this, Joe Rogan. Yeah, wings. This guy's a t-shirt waiting to happen. I tell you what, one more sleep, oh, and metal t-shirt waiting to happen. I tell you, unbelievable. I got Michael yeah. Chandler's t-shirt on today. Walk on, right? That's not. That's Bruce Lee's t-shirt. By Excuse the way, me. sorry, yeah, I'm not Bruce, a scholarship guy. Nobody's scholarship in here except Ken Flo. Yeah. Well, Bruce Lee, that was Bruce Lee's thing. Walk on. Yeah. Ken Flo, not a walk on, right? They they will pay him play play midfield for Boston College soccer. So, uh, all right, so. Let me get to the statistics. So I was doing a little research today because your boy WB, Stephen Thompson, I don't know if you heard, main event against Kevin Holland, Orlando, Florida, December 3rd. Did you hear that news or no? Yes, I did. Okay, you just got silent. What's the problem now? What's the problem? Oh, you'll be there. I'm waiting to hear from you. You look like you're in good shape today. You're controlling the momentum of the show. I love it. (laughs) He always does that. But he's a little special today, I feel. So you're going to be in Orlando, Florida. No, I was fucking around, but I mean, if you want me to, I'll meet okay. you. Okay. All right. Great. I mean, yeah, you I, yeah. Are you yeah. working that show? The the podcast will pay for your flight if you'd like to come down. Really? Yeah. Wow. You want two tickets? You can sit with my mom. She's on the fence. If she thought she could sit with you, she'd be in. You can't go sit with the public, though. <laughs> oh, I'm not that. Definitely not so. No, of course not. You get. Hey, I'm I'm a man man. Of the, I am a man of the people, but right. sometimes I like to watch those people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Those are a Some lot of people. his people, actually. A lot yeah, of his man, people. Yeah. I'm a man of the people in the first two rows. That's what I am, right, Kenny? I'm a man of the people in the first two rows. Exactly. Exactly. Might be some Floridians who are uh, boycotting the NFL like you that you could uh, intermingle really? with. Anyway, uh, yeah. so I just find it interesting in terms of Stephen Thompson and Kevin Holland because I think it's a great fight for Kevin at this stage of his career. It's going to be interesting to see what Wonderboy has obviously on the brink of 40 but Kevin Holland has been so active in MMA when Thompson hasn't necessarily been and I don't know who's going to be favored here you know Stephen Thompson might be favored here I don't think he will be um but since the last time Stephen Thompson had the feeling of putting a man away in a cage in February of 2016 Kevin Holland has 15 finishes I don't even know how many wins he has in that time right and to me that's like the biggest factor in the fight. I think it's a simple handicap, you know? Well, how many I mean, finishes does he have in the UFC? And that's a lot. I mean, I don't know exactly how many. I mean, of which was against Jacare Souza. But I just think from that standpoint, uh, it's a really good fight for Kevin Holland, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I thought that stat was pretty interesting. I think, that's a good, I think that's a good matchup, though, right? I mean, it's definitely two nice guys. I'm sure it'll be a respectful fight, you know? Be a lot of hugging and kissing before uh-huh. and after. Yeah. You know, one of those type of fights, Kenny. You know what I mean? Yeah. And listen, I, I think that's a tough one for Kevin, to be honest. I, if you're going to fight Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, this is no disrespect. I guess you want to fight him later on in his career as opposed to when he was in his prime. But I think there's not a whole lot of fights that Wonderboy loses, even at this age, at this point, if he's facing another striker. Kevin Holland isn't a takedown artist. He's not a Bilal Muhammad. He's going to come forward. He's going to try to fight Wonder Boy. And I think a lot of the fights that Wonder Boy hasn't finished, it's because he's facing other guys that are very afraid to fight Wonder Boy. That it's not, yeah, I mean, Wonder Boy isn't isn't necessarily the guy who comes forward, walks you down, and just knocks you out with one big shot. He's a counter fighter. He's a counter striker. And he needs you to move forward, similar to Israel Adesanya, to really expose you. Um, so I, I think it's actually a good fight for Wonder Boy, to be honest. But Kevin Holland, Kevin Holland's a surprise. You know, he could be a surprise. There's no question about it. 
Um, he's got some momentum. He's been more consistent, like you said. I know he wants some redemption uh, coming off of that last fight against Hamzat. Um, and I, I'm just glad that he's back, you know, that he's unretired. Right, right, right. Yeah, look, WB, with that, you know, look, obviously the Achilles heel in the last couple of fights was the wrestling. But even when those fights, when they weren't wrestling, he was getting some crazy stuff off too, you know what I mean? So he still has it. Yes. Uh, if they can't put him against the cage and put him down, it, look, I, it's still a, he's still a major problem. There's no yes. question about it. And Kevin Holland, you know, is talented in his own right. So mm -hmm. I think it will be... I think that's a fun fight for both guys, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's a great yeah. main event yeah, you know for what Orlando. I mean? I, yeah. I think it's a uh I think maybe it's even a pick 'em fight, but we'll see where it opens, you know. I could see that. WB uh could very well be favored. And I know uh Longo will certainly be uh be intently watching. So I wanted to talk to you fellas about Uriah Hall. I guess maybe even in a broader sense than just him competing now, if you don't know, in his professional boxing debut against Le'Veon Bell. I don't know if you know Bell, Ray. He was, at one time, one of the better running backs in the NFL. No, and he just had an amateur boxing bout against Adrian Peterson, a, a Hall of Fame running back, uh, and he knocked him out on the feet. Uriah Hall, at least where I was able to chase a betting line, betonline.ag, is minus 600. Le'Veon Bell is plus 400. What do you think about a guy like this, Uriah Hall? Uh, was probably making six figures at the end of his UFC career, and uh, now he moves over to to pro boxing against a very good athlete here in Bell. And what, what do you, what, you know? You know what kind of paycheck he's getting for that? I don't know. I really don't know. I would only be speculating. Yeah, I mean, look, these things are. It's becoming more and more common. I, you know, especially when these guys get towards the end of their career, they want to. You know, it's almost like a a guy with a pension, right? He wants to work overtime a hundred hours because they, they sum up the last three years. That's how they get their, yep. their pension numbers. And I think they're doing the same thing, only it's a little different, but I think they want to cash out. And if he could get 250, 300 grand for that fight, probably a home run for him because he didn't, wasn't making that money in the UFC. So uh, it's definitely safer than the UFC, right? I think anyway, especially for a guy like Hall, he definitely has good hands. Good movement. Uh, oh, and I think it's twelve minute fight, right? I, mean, I think it's like four, three yeah, right. rounds. I mean, if you, if you yeah. add it up, no matter what, I think it's an easier way to to finish out your career and make some money. So I'm, I'm I'm happy for all of that stuff. But it seems like that's what that's the way everybody's going now. And then the more you see it, the more you'll uh, you know other guys will jump on and do it too. Kenny, I just got to wonder if I know your back was sort of the issue in 2011, right? But if your boxing rights were exclusively available right at a certain point in time like i do think it's hard right is it you know some of the hey well, you know quarter of a million bucks you might get knocked out or whatever it is maybe it's well, less less you know but wait a minute, let me let me add it there's a caveat to that though they're not really boxing like he's not boxing a guy in the top 15 that's a not a good move he's boxing a, a football plate as an amateur fight that's that's totally different than boxing a guy even in the top 20 i mean that that yeah. you know that's what I say. Like even with McGregor against uh, Mayweather, Floyd. they couldn't yeah. give McGregor a top ten guy before that fight. He would have never made it to the fight if they really wanted to do it the right way. You know, this is what happens when you got a lot of money. You just skate over the rules, the athletic commissions. It's just everything is good when you're bringing in a big gate, right? But he's not. He wouldn't have made it through a top ten guy. I really don't believe that. And they knew that too. Is they would have built it the right way. Kenny, will you box Tito Ortiz second quarter 2023 for a quarter million dollars? 
I don't know about that. You know, again, I, I at least I, I don't see a lot of value for me. Like I got into mixed martial arts, whatever, because I liked the rule set and incorporated everything. And I had a chance to test myself against another mixed martial artist. Let's say they want to pay me a lot of money. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying this because I'm, I don't know, whatever. But I, I just don't find an interest for me personally to go against someone who doesn't come from a fight background. Like, I, I don't, let's say I let's say I win. Now, the money, okay, that could be different. The money's right. cool. But I'm not sure I'm feeling good about like, yeah, man, I, I trained, sure. you know, 20, 30 years. So I know that I could beat a NFL player in a fight. Like, I don't, it just doesn't, it's yeah, not yeah, interesting yeah. to me. But no, Again, I, maybe it's a yeah. big payday and it's like hey man you easy work go make you know six figures you know high six figures maybe i don't know but i hope that uriah um is able to make money off of that fight you know i hope at least it's worth it for him financially and makes sense um and i hope he does well you know he's got a tendency of of freezing up during fights but i think a lot of it has to do with his fear of getting taken down yes so hopefully he lets those hands go. Um, he's got so much talent, so much speed and athleticism um, that uh, he could go out there and, and look fantastic. Um, you know, obviously, Bell's going to be uh, a big, strong, powerful, dangerous dude. What kind of skills he has boxing-wise, I have no idea. But uh, I hope Uriah comes out of it and looks good. You know, the big risk for someone coming from mixed martial arts going to boxing is that, yeah, it's not their rule set, but to lose against also someone who's not you know, didn't come up as a fighter is a big risk. So, um, you know, I'm always cheering for the MMA guys anytime they're trying to make a paycheck in a boxing yeah. against someone else. Yeah, I mean, look, from the outside looking, it just looks like a cash grab to me. I don't think Uriah is going to go, hey, just beat, you know, LeVon yeah. Bell or whatever his name is. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't see that. He wants to just pick up a paycheck at this point, you know? Plus, you got to remember, all of these guys that have been around that never really made the type of money they could retire with it. It's, it's got to be frustrating as shit. You know what I mean? They got a lot of fights, you know, so. Well, and I also think even for fighters who have done pretty well, I think the ones who have always been thinking in that secondary way about what might be next uh, are the ones who are going to be better off. Right. Uh, you know, because I just think that, you know, I don't know. I think for Looking a lot of people, more money, more problems, you know, I really the do. Other the other thing is, too, well, that, that's 100% true, but the other thing is, you know, these guys, they like to compete. They like to do different things. They, they want to stay active, and if it's if he could stay active and not get killed and, you know, and have some fun, yeah. what, you know what I mean? Like, they're always going to be there. You know, look at uh, Felder, right? Was he a triathlon guy now? Yeah. He didn't yeah. just stop and retire. He's found happiness in the triathlon, you know what I mean? So I think it's the same thing, only they're staying closer to what they could do and they could pick up a paycheck, but Hey, listen, when you're an athlete, you're working out. I think you should be working out till you're dead. I mean, that's just me, but I'm, right. I don't know. I don't oh, want to yeah. stop. I don't want to stop doing what I'm doing. Well, look at you. I mean, you're fucking Benjamin Button. It looks like you're aging in reverse. <laughs> and how about Ken Flo softly negotiating high six figures for the Tito Ortiz fight? But obviously, I said Tito Ortiz because I know Kenny's not going to fight like Julian Edelman. Although I'm right around his weight right now, I think, by the way. So yeah, you and Tito. Yeah. 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 It's all very yeah. interesting. That's funny. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, and Ray, we won't keep you long on a Sunday. By the way, one of the things I wanted to discuss with you, this rotating Anakin Florian podcast schedule. 
Let me make it abundantly clear. Right. Okay. Thumbs down from Longo. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm glad Kenny's here for this conversation and we're going to have it with the entire listenership at this point in time. So oh. Ke- no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was please. just saying we go from 50,000 views to 8,000. What, what, oh, I mean, you, you, what, I'm, I'm not paying attention to the, the numbers. What do you mean? Depending on when we do the show, you're saying, I, not- I think so. Wait, so that's well, I mean, obviously, reason? wait, hold on, John. Obviously, it's whenever I'm on. That's number one. But then, then it becomes, <laughs> I think you're sabotaging me with these bad times. Oh, this is unbelievable. <laughs> so you were, first of all, we're not live. Um, but yes, hopefully Cody will crank this out on Sunday oh, that, night. That was your best one ever when I was pitching the fight for that night. That, that was good. Oh, yeah. And oh, that's good, totally, right. I was totally out of my mind. So you had me dead to <laughs> Amazing. As if we're uh, we're doing a live radio show in New York. Hey, and if you're listening out there, you want to drive over a couple streets, you know, check out the local fighters, you know. So I was wondering in terms why of this... nobody. I was wondering why nobody <laughs> different showed up that night. I couldn't yeah. figure it out. <laughs> they showed up on the day after the event. <laughs> you're right. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> so in terms of this rotating schedule, you just went thumbs down. Are you? Is that because you're you're worried about ratings or because, you know, it's inconvenient doing it on a no. Sunday versus a Monday or? No, there's no inconvenience. I'm ready okay. to go when you want. Right. I'm good. Well, I, I got a really know. flexible schedule. So that that's not, unless you're telling me it's eight o'clock in the morning. Everything no. is good. I don't, we no, no, this that. is actually a good time. But I think with the, you know, the information being accessible so quick on other podcasts, you want to get it out there as quick as possible. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not the podcast guy, but it seems like common sense. What? I mean, I, 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 you know, I like the, I like the forward thinking nature, right? But it's amazing right. to me. Well, you let's, know. Do it, let, wait, John, let's do an experiment. Let's start doing it Wednesday. Let's see what happens. No, I guess, hey, maybe we should put you in charge of Anakin Florian LLC because clearly, <laughs> you know, I don't necessarily, you know, you're, I guess you're focused on, on the right things. I'm focused friend, on content. I want to see my two friends do as well as possible. Hey, just, we got big things in the works. Do you not Ooh, believe my- me? No, I believe big thing. Sounds good. So you, all you need to worry about big is content. Things. All you yeah. need to worry about Uh-oh. is content, not ratings. You know, I'm doing a uh, an NFL podcast with my twin brother, and he's like, "Dude, only 200 people watch the show." I'm like, "Bro, <laughs> can you focus on the content, please? Like, it's a pilot season. Just relax. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Content but in terms of content equals ratings, no. I don't know if this is good content, but. Uh-oh. That's all I'm focused on. I'm not focused on the numbers as much as you are, but maybe I should focus more on that. Yeah. Can we focus on Zuckerberg getting my fucking account back? Can you call the guy? Can you do that? Uh, Can you do me one favor? Look, I I own this place. If you tell me there's a problem, it's over. I take care of it right away. Kenny. It's the uh, Zuckerberg. Hey, Ray, Zuckerberg. Ray no, running his, gy- his gym is the exact same thing as Zuckerberg running Facebook. Make a call, <laughs> tell Zuckerberg to just do it. He's got the Instagram name, right, yeah. Ray? I mean, come on, Kenny, that guy can get anything done. Get a, I don't, don't want to believe otherwise. He taught he has a personal line to the president. Come on. I mean, come on, Kenny. I'll hold the pants for him. <laughs> exactly. Watch out for those hands, though. Watch out yeah. for those hands. He kicks yeah. he kicks hard and fast. I wouldn't fight him. Yeah, you know? he looks good. Uh, but yeah, no, I I don't know that I have that direct line. Uh, I know I can't tag him on Instagram, but maybe will I'll he be will he, will, he, will he be on Yaz Island? Oh, I don't know about all that noise. But Ray Longo will be there, and that's really all the fans need to know, right? I mean, for your pay per view dollar, you also get Longo in the corner if <laughs> if it goes to a second round, screaming 
veins popping like an absolute lunatic. Yeah, Buffer and Longo, two 60-plus-year-old lunatics on the same podcast. I'm not saying a word this fight. How's that? Real quick, putting a bow on the podcast schedule. You know, Kenflo fought for the belt three times, so largely we we try to accommodate him and his uh, ever-evolving schedule. A lot of people want a piece of Kenflo these days. Hey, those are the facts, right? Like, obviously, we got a lot of international travel coming up, but we appreciate you accommodating us and the revolving schedule. Just know it's all Kenflo's fault. It's Kenny's fault. What is it? Is this a card game? I got three champions. Three world champions, huh. and he fought for the title three times. I don't know. Who, what, what wins? Well, Who no, wins it's just a one? it's a hierarchy, and fighter is above coach. But forget about the guys. <laughs> they, what? It's a hierarchy. Fighter is above coach, and commentator you, is way below both of those. Yeah, I got to tell you, the UFC makes that very noticeable. There's a pecking order, and obviously I'm not in it. But <laughs> well, Kenny, here, I hope you did better than me. Here, you're only second to Kenny. So that's pretty yeah. good. Oh, my God. Right? Christ, and all this time I thought I was the main guy. This sucks. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, horrible. Yeah. Ratings-wise, I do think you uh, – people definitely uh, – there's a spike for your segment. So we'll see if today wow. dovetails with that trend that you are indeed the star of the show, not just in promotional hyperbole. All right. So, Aljamain Sterling, is he on Yaz Island right now or not yet? Yeah, uh, he's in Dubai, and he's okay. flying. You know, he'll get to Yaz Island, I think, when I'm getting there, like in a week. I think he's going to spend a week in Dubai and then come back uh, probably wow. Tuesday for the. So that's when he has to check in, I think. Who's but with I know him? He's in, in Dubai now. Who's with him in Dubai, Ray? He's got uh, Marab and uh, Dennis Bazooka, and Al's okay. flying. Al's flying out. I think the same day I'm flying out. Okay. I'm getting excited now. Ooh, I'm losing my yeah, appetite talking about this. I really am. Crazy. I'll I was hungry a, when we started. Not now. I'll be in a metal cylinder. What am I in? A fucking metal balloon? Metal tube. Metal tube. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a metal tube soon. <laughs> well, I'm really Very excited. Comforting. Nine you, more uh, sleeps in a metal tube. That's right. Maybe we'll bring you a T-shirt. I got the the Abu Dhabi edition. I could even hop off the cans right now and show you guys. We got yeah. Abu Dhabi. One more sleep. T-shirts printed. Really? Print the shirts, Ray. Love it. Always be closing, right? Oh, ABC, buddy, ABC. Uh, do you have three more minutes? Yeah, sure. 100%. All right. Putting a bow on the Uriah Hall, Le'Veon Bell stuff. We don't have a betting line really on that. Jake Paul, Anderson Silva, Ken Flo, any idea who might be favored there? Gee, I would think uh, Anderson Silva, two to one. Uh, it's minus 110 on both sides. Wow. Oh, wow. Really? Does that compel you to go to DraftKings Sportsbook right now. They're not sponsoring the show, by the way, this week, but to go there and place yeah. that. All right. I, would I don't know if in uh, right in North Carolina or wherever you are, he's all over yeah, the place. But wait, wait, Ken, wait, Kenny, if they're not sponsoring the show, fuck it. We're not going out. We're, yeah, not going true. True. We're going yeah. down to Joe Moderatis. He's a local <laughs> huh, it's not a, Definitely not a problem. Better, better, better service than DraftKings. <laughs> are you kidding me? Huh. They're not sponsoring the show. <laughs> Oh, Just not Ray, this week. Hey, me, Ray. They're uh, they're sweet. arguably our most loyal sponsor, and they'll be on next week for the pay per view week. So, uh, God, you know, forget about I mean, Joe Matarats. We'll go back. Yeah, I mean, before you before you you know Let's denigrate our best friends, you know, I mean, this keep guy, it legal. Imagine if I know? drag this show down, introduce you to some people, and we're just all in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you drag the show down into a, a, a morass of negativity. You know. Uh, what, what what would you say if I told you I had the NFL on right behind you guys, Red Zone Channel right now? I'm not watching, though. Completely fixed you. on every word out of your mouth. Last thing before I let you go. 
Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, UFC 281. Who do you think's favorite? I'm going to say that Poirier's the favorite in that fight. And then Israel Adesanya and Alex Pereira. Same question. Adesanya. Yeah. You like both favorites, Adesanya and Poirier? No, I didn't say that. You just okay. asked me All who right. was favorite. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, right. I mean, to Kenny, what is this, a quiz? Yeah, he tried gonna, to entra- that was entrapment. He's he tried to outsmart you. Holy yeah. bro, what the, how do you come up with that? You're asking me the odds. I didn't say who I wanted to win, but uh <laughs> I'm I, I'm actually gonna go the complete opposite on both of them. Was I right with who was favorite? Yes, you were. You yeah, like I'll both dogs. Uh, yeah, I like both dogs, man. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. All right. I love it. Love it. Well, uh we wish you all the best with the rest of your Sunday. We appreciate the time. Next Sunday you'll be traveling. No, not so I don't know. Uh, no, no, I got time if we do it early. All right. Well, we'll have to check with Ken Flo. Obviously, he's the number one seed. Uh, you, this is. Do a you want to check with is him right now? Is this a yeah. joke right now? Wait, Ken, you can't tell us right now if you're available. Well, see that I, right. I'm gonna check have, my schedule. Check your schedule right schedule. now on the air. He'll check his schedule <laughs> right now. We got a meeting with Zuck. I mean, <laughs> I, got, I got a ton of stuff going. Right. Right. Next Sunday, I'm, October sixteenth. Next Sunday, October sixteenth. Ken Flo, can you tape the show? In the, the uh, early afternoon hours to accommodate Longo's schedule before he leaves. Because he Cody yeah. wouldn't even text him in the AM today for fear that it might uh, shake him from his hibernation. <laughs> On the 15th or the 16th? Uh, the, well, whatever 16th. the Sunday is, Ken Flo. I believe it's the 16th, my man. You know? Right. Yeah, 16th. And yeah, that we could maybe try to squeeze one in in the morning or something. You see what I, I mean? This dude's I mean, schedule John, all John, John, I got John, I, I can't. Say, I, 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 mean, can't I, I, got, I, absolutely, I absolutely love the guy. This is fucking unacceptable. <laughs> I, it doesn't even matter. Oh, we got to start paying, yeah, figure so out a way to get is, him I television. Know the time money. zone. I mean, I'm in Vegas. I, I got to do battle, but I don't know the schedule. No, we'll, we'll, we're going to have to get back to you because until we're paying uh, him television Ray. money, obviously his schedule doesn't center around this. Ray, we're going to have to get back to you on the schedule for next week. Unbelievable. Hey, listen, before I go, shout out to Anthony Delemi for the CFFC last night. Unanimous decision. The kid did great. Nice. Great growing fight for him. And I uh, just want to give him a congrats, man. He did really, really good work. Team Sarah Longo. Team Sarah Longo. Outstanding. Put All us right, man. In a good. Put us in a positive trajectory heading into Yaz Island. Amazing. Awesome. Well, obviously, I can't wait to see you, especially in that setting. We'll try to connect with you next Sunday. And I think when we talk about the fight, then we'll do so in a little bit more depth and uh, be even more anxious. What was it like having the entire media in the gym on October 6th, a few days ago? Is that I nice? Yeah, man, I love it. You know what it is? It's like, you know. You know, it's not even I was doing somebody was asking me about the training in Vegas. I, you know, look, those guys, both of those guys are going to do what they're going to do. It's not it, I do. I'm just a happier guy when those two are in the gym. And so it's it's selfish. You know what I mean? It's really great energy. And, uh, you know, the more I can have him here, the better it is. So, you know, it is what it is. But uh, it was great. It was great. Aljo did a great job, man. He must have answered questions for about 50 minutes straight. Uh, so I love where his head's at with everything. He spoke beautifully and there was a, I don't, I don't even know. I'm not obviously because of Zuckerberg, I'm not on uh, social media anymore, but, uh, (laughs) but, uh, but I, I I hope I came across good. It it was being here was great. Worked out way better than I thought. And he was, he was outstanding. So we had a great time. I took a picture of you on my phone from one of, uh, those scrums or whatever. I mean, 
It's amazing how you how, how could anyone look at one time so disheveled yet still so handsome? I don't know how you pull it off. I mean, you look like you literally just got in a street fight and yet you still look presentably handsome. It's a messy hair look. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was right, watching well, uh, the other day. I was watching the Elvis comeback special. Remember that? You guys don't remember that, right? You're not even Elvis fans, but I tell you, the guy, his comeback special, he was 35. So his career was already over. And he was Jeez. coming back at 35. That's a good looking dude. That guy. You see the girls just looking at him like this. Look, <laughs> I mean, I've never seen women look at yeah. a guy like that. I mean, right. Kenny was close, but not, not Elvis. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Elvis had it all, man. He was king of the world, man. Oh, nobody was better than that guy. You actually have shades of Elvis Presley. You're really dating yourself i really think you're messing with our our demographic a little bit talking about elvis on the yeah. air you know we're trying to get you. the 18 year old kids here man you know so <laughs> we cuss all back. the time right they should go to the jungle room then and look up elvis they'll have a good time those kids so i don't want to keep brian petrie waiting too much longer oh. but um okay. go enjoy those other mma podcasts that you're listening to uh whatever those are what are those podcasts you're talking about that that launched their show at a different time or something what the fuck man <laughs> i'm not i'm definitely not listening to any oh, okay. other shows all right you know, if I see a clip here and there on what it comes, what comes across the feed, but no, it's just, well, it's common sense, no? Oh, now the truth's coming out. All right. Yeah, what, I guess so. what, what truth is that, Ken? What are we talking uh, about? You listen to other podcasts. That's it. No, definitely. We're a jealous group over here. No, I don't listen to anything. Trust me. Oh, well, I think Joe Rogan's looking for ratings. If you want to, uh, you know, yeah, go yeah, listen to the Joe need, Rogan experience. That guy's on another level. He definitely doesn't need my vote. That would to him. <laughs> Every single man from the age of 18 to 65, or I would say 90% of those men that you would run into on the street would know who Joe Rogan is. So, uh, yeah. um, but if you want to give him the click, I'm sure he'd appreciate it. All right, Ray. Hey, thanks for the time, buddy. We love you, obviously. Um, and uh, I can't wait to see you uh, try to uh, defend a world title with, uh, with Aljo here in a little bit, but enjoy so the rest of your Sunday. So excited. For next right, uh, Saturday. So excited. This is great. To, to see you, not even the fight, just to see man. you. Well, I'm excited. Well, We're going to uh, do it. Let's do it. I will uh, I will see you shortly, man. Wheels up. We'll talk to you next Sunday. Thank right, you. Right. Take it easy, guys. And Kenny, come on, get that schedule locked down. I know, so, I got it. We can do this. I'll figure it out. Take it easy, bye. <laughs> <laughs> the Ray Longo Minute every week here on the Anakin Floyd oh, Podcast. So one thing I take on to myself, and you can bring in Brian Petrie. Big Gun can listen to this. I apologize. But one thing I take on to myself is the schedule. We have five guys, essentially, that we're scheduling around, right? And... You know, Ken Flo's top of the pecking order, got a lot of different commitments, right? So that's sort of where we begin that conversation. But Longo has always sort of ridden me a little bit, however tongue-in-cheek, about the schedule. So I had to do that. On yeah. some episode, I chose to do it today. He thinks I'm the culprit. It's like, dude, I'm just trying to get everybody here. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to go back. I, when I was talking high six figures, I was talking, I hope, I hope our guy Uriah Hall's making high six figures. Okay. I have a seven, okay. eight figure guy. Okay. No, I mean, it's like, obviously, when you're the president of Team Flory and you put these feelers <laughs> out there and you just try to uh, see. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, going to be very interesting and going to be very interesting, too. I think if, if people like yourself put, uh, you know, any. And he caked down on Anderson Silva. I'm seeing minus yeah. 110 on DraftKings Sportsbook uh, right now. 
Uh, today's episode of the Anakin Florian podcast brought to you in part by UFC Fight Pass, the world's premier combat sports streaming service with over 200 live events here in 2022. Also home to the largest fight library in existence, original shows, and so much more. And right now you can watch Ken Flo and myself, and Florian Rewind, look back at the first fight. We called together January 20th, 2012. Ken Flo, of course, called fights before that point in time, but that was the first night we worked together. And uh, man, I think it's kind of funny, uh, but more so cringeworthy, I guess. But uh, UFC Fight Pass is where you can find that. Uh, we do it about 20 times a year. You can sign up right now for a year and get half off for a limited time. UFCFightPass.com slash sign up. All right. Let us get to the next UFC live event. It is UFC Fight Night, Grosso versus Ada Ujo. Let's get to the to uh, to the main event challenge. It's the main event challenge. And the time is most definitely now. I finished fights. I'm gonna do everything possible to win. The main event challenge. The John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast. The boys are back in town. What's up, boys? I was going to do a Collinsworth slide in because it's football season. And Cody's like, bro, you're not on camera. Give me my moment to slide on in. I know. Can you do it next week? What's good? Can you do it next week then? Can you do it next week? Slide on in. Fuck yeah. So, so, Bri, obviously last week we didn't talk to you. See, I got my sure microphone working, ready to go. How how do I sound? Gorgeous. You sound great, Johnny. You know who gives me the least hard time about the scheduling, despite having a full time job? Big Gun Brian Petrie. I'm making work, baby. Throw this is that out there. Favorite yeah. podcast, and I'm somehow on it. I mean, come on, I do it. I do it anytime, anytime, anywhere. Let's go. So I do have a pronunciation of the week. So when we get to a flyweight selection, Cody, maybe you can four box this thing. I apologize. You know, I apologize. Just, you know, just got ahead of myself a little <laughs> bit there. Um, but let us begin the main event challenge here. By the way, Brian Petrie at Brian Petrie MMA uh, on social media. He's more of a Twitter yes, than sir. an Instagram guy. But obviously you can see it's not because he has a radio face. All right. First fight for us is going to be a middleweight. I mean, do these guys have the same parents, right? Like physically, they seem to have the same build. I don't know what the measurables say. Dushko Todorovic, minus 200. The Beverly Hills Ninja Jordan Wright, plus 170. I think it's matchmaking at its finest. I mean, they yeah. both just seem like thick and pretty good finishing rates. Um, but both guys need a win. You know, Todorovic, Ken Flo, I think will find this interesting. You know, he had visions of being the mixed martial arts version of Novak Djokovic. And losses in three or last four is obviously not going to get that done. So a big spot here for both guys. Uh, BP, we'll start with you, buddy. What do you think? Todorovic minus 200 here against Jordan Wright. The fight makes me uneasy, boys. Both these guys have a tendency to be finished in the first round more than one occasion. And another reason it's uneasy makes me uneasy. Do you guys remember Stefan Bonner's nickname, the American Psycho? Yeah. Jordan Wright's nicknames to be the American serial killer. This guy is dead behind the eyes. Tell me I'm wrong. Dude. Okay. The guy gives me strong Patrick Bateman vibes. <laughs> that doesn't mean he's a, he's a killer in their first round. He's a one round fighter. Both guys are one round fighters. So the play for me, what's getting my money come Saturday is going to be the under one and a half for sure. There's no way this is going past the second round or midway through the second round. And if you're a lottery boy, you want to put a lottery ticket Jordan Wright within the first two minutes, but within our scoring system, I'm going to go Dusko. I think he's got a little more elements to his game, has some wrestling, has some takedowns. Um, obviously, Jordan Wright can jump on you quick, and, and after that initial blitz, he doesn't really have much. So give me Dusko, even though I hate the number, but I'm going to go KO as well as going to be my prop play. 
Kemp, a lot of fighters these days talk about individualized attention and getting more of it. Guys like Randy Costa and Julian Erosa both said that recently in our fighter meetings. And it seems like Jordan Wright gets a lot of that. And from pretty good guys, Anthony Hardong, Vladimir Machushenko, guys who fought at a high level, um, hasn't been able to necessarily turn the UFC corner. Your thoughts on him here, plus 170 uh, against Todorovic. Uh, yeah, this is a tough one. I, I think for Todorovic, um, I agree with Brian. I, I do think he's got some more elements um, to his game. Both are inconsistent. Both actually kind of have similar striking at times. Um, Jordan Wright, I think, has more tools on the feet. Uh, Todorovic has more tools overall with his mixed martial arts game. Both guys, they'll like to keep that chin a little bit too high for my liking. So I wouldn't be surprised to see an early finish one way or the other. Um, but if I got to make a pick, I'm going to go with the underdog here, not confidently, but I'll go with Jordan, Wright. Um, you know, I think his size, maybe his speed could pose some problems if he's able to get into his rhythm early. And I mean, early, uh, but, uh, I'm not confident with that one. That can go either way. Basically what he's saying, John, if you're forcing me to pick this particular fight a full <laughs> eight days out, here's yeah. the selection, pal. Yeah. Uh, all right, Cody, can we four-box this thing? I want to get to a flyweight fight involving Askar Askarov, who is minus 230 against this guy. Uh, Cody, how are we doing today, man? I, you look pissed. You all right? Oh, all right. I'm good. Okay. I'm good all to right. go. I'm definitely going to edit part of race segment, but that's <laughs> fine. Just gonna put in, just, just going to put in a competitor sports book where he said this company sucks. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I really clean it up a little bit. Unbelievable. Thank you. Uh, you know, you know, I hate edits too. I mean, but that guy today, I'll I'll be, I'll be good. You know, (laughs) timing is really interesting. So this fighter who is featured in our pronunciation of the week is one of the best flyweights in the world. I would argue he's like top 15, most exciting on the roster in any division reps, factory X big weekend for them forthcoming nickname, raw dog. Cody, this is a name that seemingly gets butchered all the time, whether people emphasize the wrong syllable or just screw it up. So uh, for the audience, can you tell us how to pronounce Rod Dog's name? It's Roy Vall, correct? I'd like to just hear you say his whole name with the Brandon and everything else. Uh, let's go, Brandon. Uh, Brandon Roy Vall. Brandon Roy Vall. All right, so... Well, I mean, now we're going to try to get a second chance here. Oh, come on. So you, you, the first time around, you emphasized the wrong syllable. Why don't we play the file for uh, the masses? Emphasis in the wrong syllable. Brandon Rodog Royval. Brandon Rodog Royval. I don't know. He can't even get through that, his own nickname without laughing. He's going to change that, huh? It, Rodog. It, it does. He... Was laughing at it during COVID, I believe, when he could hear us saying it like mid-fight, you know. So, yes, he laughs every time he hears his nickname. <laughs> and it is a little bit raw in terms of nicknames. But, no, you got to <laughs> emphasize the first syllable here, you know. Um, Royval. Not Royval. So that's I don't a, have that's to a do no it. for I'm, me. I'm just the producer of the podcast. But probably I do. no for Kenflo. Probably no for Randy Jackson. Well, right? I mean – Yeah. Come on, <laughs> Professor Kenflo. There's no <laughs> shot. I'm, I'm, that's going to be a no for me, dog. I've taken like four semesters with with Professor Kenflo. I still have yet to pass the class. (laughs) All right. All right. I believe in your potential, Cody. That's good. That's why I'm still here. Uh, Boop, 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 boop. Scoring update as from Kenflo asked last week. So I got a scoring update for you. What do we got? 129 fights you guys have picked, right? Yes. Kenny is 81, 48, and 1. Wow. Brian Petrie is 84, 45, and 1. Wow. It is. Okay. Uh, Ken Flo's dollar figure okay. is 
Money. 8531 versus Brian Petrie, which is 9766. Money, baby. Bags. Bags. There's some big weekends. Some big weekends. Yeah. I was going and looking at those big weekends. There's like some 500, (laughs) some plus 500, plus 600 weekends for BP. Brian Petrie. Time to stop playing the game, Kenny. 10 10 months going to the edge. And now you're going to play the game. All right. Here we go. (laughs) I got some work to do. Bride, does do, yeah. I mean, does does your does your bankroll on Sunday mornings reflect the success that you've had on the show? Yeah. Kind of. We're yeah. we're looking we're looking pretty good. I've I've hit a rough patch, obviously, but I do my biggest strong suit as a capper is bankroll management. I don't let myself to get too crazy. I actually did because I've been watching Anik squared. Saddle Jason Anik. I placed my first NFL bets today. Little two game parlay. Thank you, thank you for the pats here, babe. I love it. I had the pats under our boy Joe Osborne. Oh. Love the over. I went under because, I mean, Love Bill Belichick's, you know, Bailey Zappi's good, but their defense is amazing. And then I went uh, the Falcons, or excuse me, the Giants to cover the plus eight because I think Green Bay's weak. So, Look at you. Uh, let's well, go. Let's I'm go. I'm on your Cincinnati Bengals tonight. I did get I saw three that. and a half, and I'm going to yes. hammer a little bit more. Plus three, that game will have long expired. I love a lot of people watch this. All right, so let's get to Askar Askarov, who's minus 230 here against Brandon Royval, plus 195. Uh, Been a big year for Royval. You guys know he's dealt with some injuries, that arm in 2021. Couple in a row now. Submitted Matt Schnell uh, in his last fight, UFC 274 in May. On the other side, Askarov lost to Kai Kata France in March. Petrie was in the building there, Columbus, Ohio. Kata France, of course, would go on to fight for the interim title. So, uh, Oskarov, in a familiar spot, Bri as betting favorite, but an unfamiliar spot coming off a loss. Your thoughts on this one here at 125. I love this fight. 125 is is quickly becoming a division. I really could keep an eye on. I know it's not the most dense, but they got some good fights. And what a different style. Like, these guys are completely different. I want to place a bet as Askarov after I've ever smiled. I think I can get some pretty huh. good odds on that because that guy is meat and potatoes. Strike, set up to takedowns, control position, rinse and repeat. And he's very good at it. Brandon Vall's a fucking wild man. This guy's sort of spinning shit. He flops to his back. He's got a little prime Tony Ferguson, uh, Ferguson in him, which I love. But his biggest issue is when that bell starts, he comes out like a man out of hell, and he slows down. We've seen it in fights before. His cardio hasn't represented how crazy he can get. He's action-packed. I think this is going to be a fun first round, but... Askarov is a beast. I mean, this guy's the certified boogeyman at 125. The Kai Car France fight was so close. And, and shout out to Kai because he had that Ohio crowd eating on the palm of his hands. Amazing fight. Um, and Askarov, pressure and grappling, I think, is going to make the difference here. In every fight before he came to the UFC, he was a finish. He hasn't had a finish in the UFC yet. UFC is a different animal, different beast. I think if he can break down Revol here, we're going to see a finish. We're going to see a sub. So I'm going to play Askarov. I love this number. I'll lay that number all day. I like Askarov. I like Askarov by submission as well. All right, thorough breakdown as usual. Kemflo, what do you have for us on the flyweights? Oh, gosh. You know, I, I think that was a very good breakdown. Uh, I just think there's too much consistency on the part of Askar Askarov. Um, and I, I still think he could have fought a better fight uh, in his last one against Kai Kara France. I, I think he made some decisions that were a little, um, you know, surprising maybe to me. But Kai Kara France, as we all know, is, is a tremendous fighter. So, um Royval is just complete chaos when he gets in the octagon. I mean, it's just this crazy, furious pace. He, you know, just based on that pace and because of like his multiple machine gun attacks, he is capable of throwing off a lot of of people. Um, 
can he do that against someone like Askar Askarov? I think it's possible. However, I, I just I got to go with consistency here. I would love to go with Royval. I think there is some good value on Brandon, but um, I'm, I'm going to stick with uh, the Russian here as well, Askar Askarov. Yeah, it sounds like Kempflo wants to kind of say, "Honey, why don't you do bedtime tonight? I'm going to uh, not have a shot of whiskey necessarily, but I'm going to place a little <laughs> ticket here on uh, on Brandon Royval plus one ninety. Not a bad bet. Not a bad. Well, bet, and I would imagine some of these submission or knockout numbers for him are yeah. uh, a little bit juicier than that. All right, right. Co-main event. I believe this is the co-main event as it now stands at 135 pounds. Jonathan Martinez minus one eighty. Killer Cub Swanson plus one fifty five. So to my research. This is Cub Swanson's bantamweight debut. Does that conflict, Brian? What you uh, have discovered? I th- I think you're right. I know he's talked about it for a while because he was we, he's 145 pretty much his whole career, and I remember flirting or him flirting around with him. So you're probably right. So at least what I was able to dig up this morning, it looks as though he competed as high as middleweight at welterweight as well, but never as low as 35. Here he does so against a guy who has traction in the division, Martinez. He's won three in a row, and again trying to produce Brian. Uh, what is a huge night for Factory X? Your thoughts on the co-main event. Jonathan Martinez, minus 180, Cub Swanson, plus 155. Yeah, I'm a little, I got a little thorn in my side on this one. Martinez is my fucking kryptonite. I went heavy on him, made it like my bet of the year on my own podcast against David Grant gets knocked out. So I go, you know what? I'm going to be bitter. I'm going to take these sour grapes, say sour. Let me fade him. He wins three in a row. Very technical fighter, loves to throw those kicks. I think we're going to see an up volume in his body kicks because Cubs last loss was a Giga with the Giga kick. And I know that's a different kind of beast, but we're still going to see a lot of body kicks, especially cutting weight. We don't know what it's going to do physically to Cub. He wasn't the biggest 45 er he is pretty lean though. So I'm interested in the scales. This is definitely gonna be a scale play, but man, I love Cub. WEC never dies. Those blue gloves are burned in my brain. Uh, and this guy's just a true OD and OG. And we're putting him in a body bag at 40 or 38 years old. When a couple 40-year-olds last weekend proved us all wrong, I'm usually the ages here. I'm like, this guy's 41. He's a, you know, he's done, right? And they prove us wrong. 38 years old, getting some new life in a new division here. Martinez, though, inconsistent for sure. And I think Cub Swanson's just unique stand-up and his unique angles that he throws his punches. And he's got power. I mean, you saw what he did to Darren Elkins, who's very durable. He butchered Darren Elkins. So I'm, I'm going to take a shot here on OG Cub at this underdog price here. I like him by KO. I think I'll only play by KO because yeah. you're going to get a very juicy price. But uh, for the, the sake of the thing, give me that dog. Give me Cub of Swanson plus 155. Nicely done. And Royal Blue is actually a pretty good color on you. I wouldn't necessarily you, think for a guy, you know, what, super, pale? Royal yeah, super pale. Royal Blue. Is that what you said? Royal oh, Blue. Hey, yeah. yeah. Is it right? Thank you, Johnny. Yeah, Ken Flo, I don't know how much of your handicap has to do with the new division for Cub, but what do you have for us on the co-main event? I'm going to focus on that. I think BP did a great job of bringing both fighters down. Um, I think that the big question mark for me is that, John. I don't know. How is he going to do at 135 pounds? I know there was a time where 145 pounds wasn't a pleasant weight cut for him. Uh, What has changed? I'm not so sure. I do know that going down an extra 10 pounds can have its effect on you. Um, so I, I think Jonathan, Jonathan Martinez has a lot of potential. Am I confident enough of him at this stage that he's going to beat a guy who has the kind of experience, someone like Cub Swanson? Probably not. He just hasn't faced a high level of competition for me to go all in at this point. Um, and you know, I, I, I'm a fan of Cub as well. I'd like to see him do well. I, I I'm questioning the move to 135 pounds, but, um, I do think at this stage of the game, he is more skilled. Um, let's go with Cub. 
So the move surprises me, but he's he's not a big guy inherently. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like if he's going to make the move, he knows he can make the number. You know, not for nothing, his fight with Duho Choi just went into the UFC Hall of Fame. And obviously the promotion, you know, wrapped all of these things around. I just don't I think it's a bad look to all of a sudden drop a division, then miss weight or have major issues doing sure. it. Like, I think yeah. he's disciplined enough at this stage of his life. So I think he'll make the weight. But um, you guys obviously reserve the right to uh to flip depending on how you see it play out during fight week. All right. Main event. And some people are wondering, you know, why this fight was elevated. It could produce the next title challenger for Valentina Shevchenko. She is just off in Kyrgyzstan just getting more lethal. Uh like Ken mm-hmm. Flo. You guys should sit down, Ken Flo and Shevchenko. You know I'd love to. Or maybe you guys should like go like love kill to. somebody or something. Um, <laughs> right. No, I know. I mean, it's like, I, I yeah, I see a lot of uh, parallels. Not really, there. but we'll, we'll claim her. Okay. <laughs> a lot of, yeah, a lot of people trying to claim her. All right. Alexa Grasso trying to claim a shot against her. She's minus 195 here against Viviani Araujo, who is plus 165. So number five versus number six. Everyone ranked above them has had a shot, essentially. Uh, Grosso's won three in a row. Submitted Joanne Wood back in March. Bri, you were there. First career submission win for her. Uh, Ada Ujo's won three of four. Only loss for her in that span to the number one ranked contender, Caitlin Chukagian. Um, we can get into her last fight against a- a- Andrea Lee. Showed a lot of hot, I thought. Uh, and now she gets her first UFC main event, Brian Petrie. Main event, Grosso, minus 195. Ada Ujo, plus 165. Yeah, I think these ladies actually bring the house down. I think both fighters are, are going to get after it here. Grosso's boxing is fast and clean, and she and she's really well rounding her game up. I mean, coming off of that submission, whenever Joanne Wood and our our uh, Vivian, I'm going to go Vivian because I can't pronounce the last name. You can, the old you can fucking mouth. you can fucking bang a Vivi if you want. You can just go Vivi, <laughs> Vivi too. We'll go Vivi. I'm a nickname guy. Let's go Vivi here. So I embarrass myself. Uh, she's a bull. She walks through everything. She's tough. She's durable. This really came down to me because they're both similar to the same age. They're both really they're there. They're five and six. They're very similar. But what have you done for me lately? Who have you fought? And I think Vivi just really hasn't fought anybody yet. And the, the woman she has fought, Caitlin Chikagian, Jessica I, she fell short. Andrew Lee is her biggest winner, last one. But Alexa Grasso being a young upstart in Mexico is popping right now. I think that's why she's a favorite. I do think this line's a little bit high for me. But coming out of Mexico, I mean, there's there some really produce some really good talent. She's got a lot of uh, backers and supporters. But Grasso's been in there with Carlos Barza. That was her one loss. You ever heard of her? She's champion. Tatiana Suarez, what, in my opinion, would be champion without the injuries. So those are two losses she has. I mean, she has a loss over Fleece Herring, too, early in her career. But she's gotten better, and she's been in the UFC young. Um, the, the line throws me off. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm going to play Grasso by decision here. I think Vivi's just too tough. Uh, not going to get put away here. But I think Grasso's just going to be too quick, too fast. I really want to see how her cardio is. Because the boxing's great. Off her back has proven to be pretty good as well. And she's really shaping up to be a special fighter. So give me Grosso by decision. Nicely done, my man. Uh, Ken Flo, interesting main event. High stakes at that. What are your thoughts on Grosso here against Viviani Araujo? Yeah, I I think BP did a great job again uh, breaking those two down. I think Araujo is very tough. Um, I I think that her grappling skills could potentially pose a problem. Um, I think she has the ability to steal some rounds against Grasso. She just has to play a more conservative game, in my opinion. Positionally is where she needs to win this fight. But uh, I've been really happy with the progress that um, 
Grasso has shown in her grappling. That's kind of what I've been waiting for is like, man, if she gets some submission skills and gets dynamic on the ground, she's going to be a problem. Well, she is that now. She's definitely going to be a problem. Um, I thought she looked fantastic in her last fight. When she's uh, letting her hands go, she's extremely dangerous. She's very fast. I've been a fan of hers for a very long time. I think she's putting it together at the right time right now. I'm going to go with Alexa Grasso. Yeah, the timing really does seem to be right in terms of uh, her ascent. So we'll see if she can uh, get it done here in uh, in her first main event as well. Uh, all right, yes. if you want more from Brian Petrie, there's plenty of it. MMA Takes Podcast is popping. And you popping. can find him on social That's media right. at Brian Petrie MMA. Hey, best of luck tonight. Big game for your Cincinnati Bengals yeah. against the Baltimore Ravens. You know, First place we win. Steelers got blown out. Browns choke. First place we win. Last thing. Want to bring this up on the pod. Ken Flo, I know you're a busy man. You got a lot on the iron, a lot of irons yeah. on the fire. December yes, 10th, I will be making my long-awaited return to Las Vegas. I will be going to the pay-per-view December 10th. No I way. would love for Cody Mayo to be there. I would love for Jason Anthony to be there. I would love to meet all you guys. Well, I've met John before, but it would be amazing. It's Chris Curtis fighting Joaquin Buckley. I got to show my face. So I want to lay that out for you boys right there. Maybe we can I know make John's going to be there. Dog. Make that happen would be so good. So I yeah. want to throw that out there. No pressure. But let's go, right? Hey, Bri, I don't know yeah. how long you tell your wife you're going to be gone because sometimes, obviously, it can be 30 minutes. Sometimes it can be 45. Sure. Um, so we appreciate the time. Um, Absolutely. And we'll see if we can get that Vegas stuff. Uh, let's just place. iron out. Let's see. It. Stuff, good, great card. Ken stuff. By Ken the way, Flo Kenny's stuff. in Ohio right now. Kenny's in Ohio. Whoa. What part of Ohio, Ken? He won't tell you where. Cleveland. Cleveland. Ah, the bad part. All right. Come south about four hours. I'll show you a good time, bud. Okay. He watched the game today <laughs> yeah, with a man. bunch of Browns fans. Oh, oh did you? Uh, oh, that was brutal. Yes. <laughs> I have a couple oh. of their tears right here, right next to me. Yeah. I was yeah. I was going, miss it, miss it. My daughter's like, What do you what do we want to happen? I'm like, we want him to miss that. <laughs> She's like, Okay. So that was nice. All right, boys. Yeah. Thank I'll you, see right. you. Thank you, out. buddy. See you with us for the uh, the main event challenge. And that just leaves one final order of business. It's the marrow seconds. And since week five of the NFL is going on right now, I'm not sure if this guy is going to be able to offer up a play on either Sunday or Monday night football or week six. But uh, why don't you tell everybody how you're doing through four weeks, Cody? It's nice to see you again. Oh, um, yeah. Hey, you either got to be really good or really bad in this game, huh? <laughs> So I'm, how are I'm you? The so, ladder. so zero and four. Correct. <laughs> nice goose, nice goose egg on the year. Nice goose egg on the year. Damn, damn. Yeah, I mean it's well, like not. It's hard. He's picking one game right. He's picking it early in the week. The NFL is very hard, but man, you can't buy a W. Like I think at this point for our audience, even if they like the side like I did, you have no choice but to go the other way. Right. Well, and if you can cash out any of my bets, you'll you'll you're four and But it's the second half. Our Packers pissing away a lead this morning over in London. Aaron Rodgers looked like he could be anywhere else but on the field. Ah, brutal. So, uh, will you be playing the Bengals or the Ravens tonight? Would you even want to submit uh, that? I don't or? think I should. I think I should reserve the right to do a little more research and come up with. I mean, otherwise, this is this is what I was going to do instead. But these aren't updated as per DraftKings Sportsbook. What are you trying to do instead? Um, Raiders at Chiefs on a Monday I, night. I was just going to do this. this. I was, I was just going to be like, let's leave it to the wheel of destiny. But I feel like i got to give myself five weeks, you know? So if you're audio only, Cody has just interspersed a wheel into the program. Yeah, right. You just pick off a wheel. I no, just, my 
My brother this week felt so defeated submitting our five to the Circa contest that he suggested putting teams in a hat. I was like, dude, get out of here. Nah, this is the 21st century. You need a millennial in the room. We'll do it on the internet. Of course we will. Yeah, right. See, so I, I might do that. And if I do that, I'll, I'll post my reaction to that. All but right. I don't okay. know. And I'm also I'm on the zappy train. The Patriots next week are currently plus three and a half against the Browns. But I can't put that. I can't put the bad mojo on the Pats. You know, I can't anic bet to get the win. So my daughters hear me constantly talk about bets. I, I, it's embarrassing. I mean, I could just pick up a piece of paper right now and it has a bunch of just games and lines written on it. OK, so my daughters yesterday sort of were trying to maybe watch this baseball playoff game with me just for a second to get a vested interest. Right. So they were like, oh, I kind of like when it's not like the Red Sox or the Patriots because I can root for who's winning or I can pivot in the middle of the game. You know? So I said, well, daddy has a bet on the Tampa Bay Rays. So maybe you could fucking root for them. How about that? You know, I was like, I got an idea. I'll pay you guys. Right. You guys now have action on the Rays. Okay. They lost in 15 innings. I lost $140 and I didn't have to pay my daughters, but they were each going to get 10 bucks if I cashed on the raise. But that's how it began for my daughters. They had their first bet yesterday. They're 0-1 out of the shoot. Yeah. So, yeah, and thus, thus begins the earliest story of gambling addiction that you've ever heard in your life. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, it is. It's genetic. <laughs> it's the uh, things you pass down to your children, you know? It's Yeah. 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 Bad. Really bad. Uh, do you have anything else for us? Uh, I do. I got some MMA points because no, clearly nobody's going to be paying for my football picks anytime soon. <laughs> All right, uh, so, John, you posted about this. Frankie Edgar books his retirement fight, UFC 281 at MSG. You want to give some thoughts on that? Isn't it amazing how I devote a quarter of an hour of the show to fight announcements and not going to mention Frankie Edgar fighting against Chris Gutierrez? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great fight. I think it's a really hard fight. And uh, again, we talk about Factory X, you know, Chris Gutierrez having that training camp right now with those other guys who are competing this weekend. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I, You know, Frankie, I don't think wants to be one and done still, right? Like, I think he still mm-hmm. wants to fight, but I think he understands that this is probably the time. Madison Square Garden backdrop. I'm happy that he's on the card. And uh, yeah, I mean, Ken Flo, as you know, there was a time we were sitting in Bristol, Connecticut, and I was saying, dude, I think... I think you got to fight Frankie. I want to see Kenny Florian against Frankie Edgar. There was a time I really wanted to see that fight because I like that matchup for you. Uh, and look at him still going here in 2022, about to close the show. It's amazing, man. I'm a huge Frankie fan. I hope he does well, man, especially with that backdrop. I'm sure he's going to be fired up. And, you know, uh, with all of that, it's going to be a tough Frankie to beat. So I hope Frankie does well, man. And, um, you know, it'd be great also for him to go out there, get a great win, and and him to go out on his terms when he feels he's ready, and uh, when he feels that you know, um, you know he's happy, you know, coming off a win that would that would be fantastic. So uh, either way, um, it, it should be exciting. I'm happy that he he has that fight at, at MSG. Next up is Figueiredo versus Moreno four set for UFC 283 in Rio, January 21st. That fight is currently a pick'em. What do you guys think about that? A fourth time entering the octagon for these two men. Not something you see often. Got to do it. Got to do it. And give me all of it in Brazil. I am so excited to go back to Brazil. There was a lot. There was a time in my life where I wouldn't necessarily have uttered those words because I went 27 times. Now I cannot wait to just hear all of them. And I hope there's no air conditioning in the venue. Yeah, I think Anik and I, did we hit every stadium in Brazil uh, that those first two years? It's quite the rip, bro. It's quite the rip. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the travel team, you know? You don't get we the were, home we games. Were. You're on the travel team. Yeah. Uh, right. Next up, uh, 
<laughs> Jeff Neal versus Shavkat Rachmanov, January 14th at the UFC Apex. 25-footer. That's a barn burner waiting to happen. Sure is, dude. That was in my notes. That was in my notes. Thank you. We don't share notes either, ladies and gentlemen. We're just on the same wavelength. At all. At all. Um, then last two points, just some UFC 280 live movement. Uh, Oliveira is down to plus 145 from a plus 200 open. So I wonder where that one's going to finish. I mean, you think the late money probably coming on Islam, but you know, if you're a Charles Oliveira, better you know keep an eye on that. Yeah, just mm. fade Merrow, you'll be fine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Uh, Bilal still slight plus 110 dog for remember the show fans. We're yeah, see if we can figure out some content there. Uh, as you guys know, the time difference makes it a little difficult. Yeah, excited to give that guy a hug, you know, once we get there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, he's uh, leaving no stone unturned. You see Sean Brady packing up his protein on Instagram? My goodness gracious. Bringing a lot of protein to Abu Dhabi. He's going to need it. That's all I got to say. There you go. Uh, and then the last thing, I mean, uh, Caitlin Chikagian's fighting all, also over there in Abu Dhabi. And she's currently a plus 165 dog, I believe. Big, big Chuk train fans over here. You know, Chuk, Chuk. Um, yeah, yeah, I like that. That's good. I, I like Chukagian by decision there. So if you wanted to, you're probably not available yet, but Chukagian by decision is a pretty clean play for the most part. So that's, that's about all you're going to get from me. I'm going to do like a, like a green screen content piece because the picks are so bad. I'm going to be like, you know, just fade me. Like maybe I can go for 18. Wouldn't that just be like also miraculous in its own way? Cody's gun shy now. Just thrown out Chukagian by decision. Midday football. I just need a win. You give me Chukagian by decision. Midday football. I'm like three grams to the wind. It's like you're asking me to give a a prognostication over here. (laughs) I will say I mentioned. Back up, dude. Once you get your confidence back. I've been on those runs, man. I know how it is. I know it. I know it. I will say, though, I mentioned uh, that betting line on the top of the show, and I know we focus on some of the other fights, but Chukagian plus 165. I was way off when I got predictive with these before the show today. I thought that would be a pick em fight. Manon Fjord is like a two-to-one favorite. So, uh, all right. Well, uh, and, you know, most important, I mean, Caitlin Chukagian, she's going to be on like a two-week tea break. I mean, she's going to be raring to go. You can't underestimate that, John. You there you go. It's good stuff. Thank you, Cody. Um at Cody Merrow, I think on social media might be an underscore in there, but uh, thank you all for watching the program today. Uh, don't forget, uh, you can check out everything relating to the show, anaclorianpodcast.com. There's merchandise as well. Uh, Cody's constantly tweeting promo codes and all that stuff. Kenny Florian Martial Arts.com, also worth a click. Anaclorianpodcast.com has merchandise as well. One more sleep merchandise, which is now. City theme for Abu Dhabi and available is at millions.co. You can just search John Anik if you can't find it. And uh, we will try to connect next Sunday in advance of UFC 280. But at the very least, it'll be uh, in your life on Monday night. And lastly, I will say to Brian Petrie, if you do watch till the end of the show, Kempflo is not coming to Vegas uh, eight weeks from today. There's no way, right? (laughs) You got to have some sort of conflict, right? At that point in time. What's the percentage? What is the percent chance, right? If if you don't have to worry about hotel, we might even be able to take care of your flight tickets. I mean, what would what would be the odds that we could really get you to come to a pay-per-view uh, and have some recreational time, knowing that you do have, you know, children? I, I, I actually might make it. This like this month, I think I'm home like five days. But um, I uh, maybe maybe that time I could uh, make it out there, dude. That That's possible. It's possible. Dude, I'm I not mean, giving up hope. 
Well, and it's like, you don't even need my ticket, right? They put you on the floor and then you find, you know, three-time UFC title challenger, Kenny Flick. Like if I'm, if, no, they're if not I doing to, that for me. They're not doing that for me. Oh, if, if uh, Zach Candido, if you're out there, if we do celeb shot for Kenny Florian on a pay-per-view, I mean, if you're trying to energize Ooh. the play-by-play guy before the next fight, show Ken Flo on pay-per-view. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Thanks to our executive producer, Cody Merrill. Thanks to Ray Longo for being a good sport. Uh, thanks to Brian Petrie, everybody else behind the scenes, uh, our intern, Will Berger. And thanks to all of you for watching, for listening. Tell your friends, click subscribe, all that stuff. It uh, it helps the show. And again, I this is not hyperbole. We got a big announcement coming up. Um, probably before January 1, 2023. Yeah, and Longo's yeah. going to want to listen. We'll talk to you guys in less than a week. Until then, you'll later. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, we take on a couple of villains to sort out whether bad stuff is also illegal stuff. George Santos won a seat in Congress by lying to voters, but is that a crime? And Kanye West made it clear he hates Jews. In England, he'd go to jail for that. Here in America, did he commit a hate crime? Listen to Too Many Lawyers on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckless AB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly.